welcome to Meanwhile in the Falklands. This is our 11th podcast. Woo! Number 11. Way into double digits. I know. <laughs> Doing really well. Um, I'm here with Tom. Hi. And that's about myself, it. <laughs> because everyone else is not here. Paula's away in um, the UK, but she's back in two weeks' time. Yeah. Woo! Woo. I mean. And Katie's not very well. No, she's been not. Well, so. she didn't come in yesterday, did she? Yeah, yeah, so it's just the two of us chewing your ears off. As you, as you sure. So the two loudest ones left. So. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, this week um, in the podcast, I think we were going to look at, to be honest, our whole idea for the start of this podcast changed when we woke up this morning after a week of... Oh no, four or five degrees? Mm. It's quite warm weather for here. And all of a sudden it's snowing. Again, <laughs> again snowing. Um, the heat wave is finishing in the UK, <laughs> but the snow is not ending oh, here. I know, it's weird. I don't know where it's come from. It's almost like it wasn't predicted. It just came out of the blue, nowhere. Yeah. And now all of a sudden it's snowy. Yeah, you got the uh, you got the typical well, the typical phrase of when you run out of conversation topics, you just talk about the weather. But, but down here, like, you, you know what weather's coming. But it's quite changeable. But you know what yeah. weather's coming without looking at a forecast. Because down the like the office down the road, everyone who sees you, they'll mention the snows coming mm. or mention the storms coming. No one spoke about the snow, and all of a sudden we woke up this morning. And it was like, just what? Great. snow again. <laughs> um, but yeah, and even so much so that um, the Prosegat, the, the boat, the Prosegat spotted an iceberg apparently sixty-five miles off of Stanley, which is ridiculous. I yeah, know. and this uh, I think it was like half a mile wide, yeah, and half a mile long, like hundred and fifty meters high, just chilling, floating. <laughs> floating just yeah, but yeah, but you know what it probably is, and I'm gonna be that down on. Oh, it. you're gonna say global, global warming. warming. <laughs> there we go. Sorry, gotta say it, but also like here's the thing: we've got the thinnest part of the ozone there. Mm. So I have no idea that had anything to do with it. So we might actually have to look into that for mm. the news next week. Oh, actually, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make a note of it right now, or we will forget. Also, speaking of weather, we've got in two weeks' time, and I think it's on the 27th of July, is the total lunar eclipse, which I'm absolutely excited for because I'm going to try and get an interview with the Met Office and uh, MPA and find out what's going on and who will turn into werewolves and what will happen <laughs> and for those of you that aren't from down here MPA is the Mount Pleasant complex uh, so it's the military complex about 40 odd miles down the road from Stanley um, but the last time there was an eclipse down here it was really really cloudy <laughs> and you <laughs> well, can I'm, see hoping, it. I'm hoping we can see it because normally we're quite lucky because we've got such a thin ozone now you can see all the stars at I've night no and light, so light pollution, pollution. Yeah, exactly. nothing you can see everything so I'm hoping that with the lunar eclipse we can get all our like 3D glass, you know when you get the glasses on, the special glasses, <laughs> so you don't get blinded, and actually get some good footage of it, maybe. Hope, hopefully, yeah. That I should have be... brought my telescope with me. I've got a really cool telescope at home in the UK, and I should have brought it with me. Yeah, because but... when you move 8,000 miles away from home, and you're packing that one suitcase to last yeah. you for Telescope's a year... Telescope's the, the priority, telescope. obviously, yeah. <laughs> 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 but no, as I said, like, last, time, last time I was quite gutted. It always seems to be when they're... When you get those those events where it's like, oh yeah, Jupiter's going to be as visible as it's going to be for the next half a century. Bam, cloudy night. <laughs> you know just... what's good for it though, actually? And this is not a plug for Google at, in any way, but Google Sky Maps. It, it's an app you can get on your phone yeah. where you point your phone up to the sky and it will tell you the stars that are there and it will tell you the planets and everything and you can move it around and look underneath so, underneath you as well it's awesome it's like a 3D mappy thing so and it's that, free so is that free. is that basically <laughs> the 21st century version of buying an astrology book and yeah. going to sit out pretty much I don't like technology no but it's good you know when you're <laughs> out looking at the, like if you're ever looking at the uh, sky and you think oh I wonder what that big bright light is it can tell you it'll tell you the name it'll tell you everything 
Uh, anyway, moving away from winter weather, uh, we mentioned last week Katie's piece that she was going to do on um, toilets up at one of the nature areas just outside Stanley. So uh, we went, I went up with her this week and we filmed a couple of pieces to camera to describe Tom, the what area. is a nature toilet? Tell me, what is a nature toilet? Because I've, I've never heard of the, the phrase nature toilet. So, I think of a hole in the ground exposed to the elements, that's what I think. So a big thing, a big thing about the Falklands is to do with the fact that the wildlife is so accessible and that um, it almost... The, the phrase they love is that nature remains in charge of the Falklands. So you don't want to go up and stick these super chemical, modern, toilets, chemical or whatever, toilets yeah. or even like blocky cement buildings that look like a shop or anything of the sort. So um, it was described in the meeting as essentially a drop. Um, with a, with a, <laughs> there's, there's a, so it is, it, there's a mound that's created that's covered in grass to make it look like it's, this is the outside of the shelter, by the way. So that makes it look like it actually belongs into the landscapes and none of the wildlife, the penguins, etc. that are there are going to be going to feel like it's out of place. Uh, and you go in and there's going to be a male toilet, a female toilet and a, an accessible toilet that's unisex oh, as, that's well, yeah. as well as a bit of a wind shelter because the Falklands is always windy. Um, but the toilet itself, yeah, as I said, he's described it as a drop. Um, so you go to the loo and it's a drop with a separation for solids and liquids. Well, let's just hope that there's a toilet seat on there and there's something to sit on. But <laughs> it but, sounds like something from Grand Designs, you know, Kevin MacLeod stuff. Like. Absolutely, absolutely. So Fab. it's exactly as you said, it it's loses less chemicals, it's just not damaging to the environment. It's, well, it's, it's great just, because it's a tourist yeah. hotspot as well, do you know what I mean? So yeah. it's great For to have these, somewhere where they can go mm. instead of having to hold it in or yeah. just... Yeah, brave it. <laughs> exactly that. Exactly that. And I think the numbers last year were around fifty-five thousand people Jeez. on cruise ships came through the Falklands last year. And obviously, they don't come through the winter. So this is literally just a five, four, five summer month patch. So you got got what got ten thousand people coming through every month. And Gypsy Cove is the close, most accessible area from Stanley. It's literally a 20-minute drive out of the capital. I still think they should build some sort of a cafe there, but like a nice, tasteful cafe with like glass so you can look out at Gypsy Cove, make a bit of money because a lot of tourists come through mm. there. And you, it, it, you gives, it then, provides a service. You do you know? think that then contradicts the point of what they're going for for creating this like nature toilet? Yeah, but to you blend could do in. nature cafe, same, same thing. Yeah. Yeah, very true. Do you know what I mean? You could do some, or even if it's just like a little one of those old Airstream vans, coffees, teas, I mean, sandwiches. Is, is there is there then the risk of if there are fifty five thousand people going through there, fifty say half of them, twenty five odd thousand buy your coffee? How many of them will then just dispose of a cup on the ground? And well, then... do you know what? I think we need to have a public debate on this. Ah, uh, here we go. Take it. I, I like the little I public debate we, transition yeah, we there. We must have a public debate on this because uh, this week we, um, Falkland Islands made history having the first ever public meeting on a dying with dignity. Yeah, so it's looking at assisted dying. And Hannah, who very kindly <laughs> typed up the definitions of assisted dying, can you remember it off the top of your head? Yes, Briefly. Um, and uh, bear in mind, it's it, just because of confusion with you. Yeah, they are assisted different. dying is when someone wishes to die and goes to see two independent doctors. They certify them of their mental condition and their physical condition. Say, yes, okay, they, they're terminally ill. They want yeah, to so die. Yeah, terminally They've ill is a key terminally factor. Eye, yeah. uh, terminally ill, terminally ill. And um, then from then on, they, they get administered... They. Yeah, given the, the drugs from 
the doctor and then the individual takes them home and can administer them themselves if yeah, they so wish to, but the doctor doesn't administer them yeah. to the patient. Oh, but so. but uh, there, I, it, there's a lot more criteria it's, than that. Do you know, it's, 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 it's quite a, a long process. It's yeah. not a case of just walking in and getting one. And if you want to look at it properly, it's essentially the process that goes on with the assisted dying in Switzerland, isn't mm-hmm. it? It's, it's essentially that, but they're yeah. looking at that kind of thing. Yeah, for, but I think with the... But it's also to do with you have to be a resident of the country to. Yeah, that's to get and this it. is well, this is what kept, this is what came on in the debate. Really been discuss- yeah. So this was the yeah. first debate, and rather than discussing the the ins and outs of what it would be, it was more trying to gauge an idea of whether this is something if done properly, and it's exactly as Hannah said, all the legality is done properly. If if all of the safeguarding measures are put in place to the, to the correct extent. Would that be something people here would want? And I think, uh, yeah, and I think there was an overwhelming pu- response. Public opinion, and there it? was it an was overwhelming just, yeah. response. Well, there was a straw there. poll, and there was about eighty percent of people had their hands up for it. But I think what um, MLA Barry Elsby and um, Leona Roberts were saying was that they're not looking to change the law and write a law straight away because the Falkland Islands is quite a small government; they can't, they don't have the manpower to do it themselves. Mm-hmm. But they just wanted to kind of dip their toes in the water and test it and see what people's reactions were to it. Yeah. And I was quite surprised, because I thought the majority of people would have the opinion of, no, we don't want it, no way. Yeah. But I was quite surprised. It was a mix of all ages at that public meeting, absolutely packed out, but do you think, and do, 80% of people were for it. Do you think also that at this kind of public meeting where you're going there and you know you're two MLAs, the members of the, the Legislative Assembly, essentially the government down here, um, you've got those two people, you've got four people chairing it, you've got the, the reverend who's representing the church, who was obviously against the idea, you had an impartial who was someone who was very much willing to be swayed either way, and you had two MLAs going in there with their, they'd made their position known, they made their position that they were in favour for this and they wanted to see what the people wanted, but do you think public meeting, coming in as a member of the public and like, sitting in the audience about to talk about it, do you feel like people who were in favour of it were more likely to turn up knowing that's what the MLAs were were going for, or do you feel like that would have? Do you feel like that would have deterred people who were against so it? I don't think so at all. Actually, I don't think so at all. I think if anything, having two MLAs sitting there saying that they're all for it would actually make people who were opposed to it turn up mm. strongly opposed to it more so. I would yeah. have thought, or people who were impartial, yeah, just to hear because it was it was a platform for them to to state their point and what that what they were thinking on it and kind of hear what they wanted to say. And for the audience to think, well, yes, actually, I agree with this, or no, I, I, don't, I, I, I don't. So, I and think I, fa- it was really I found good. myself being swayed throughout the meeting. Mm. Um, but I think by the time, for me personally, when it came to the end of it, um, I thought I, I liked the idea in concept, but it has to be done properly. It has to be done properly, and there are so there are so many small things, there's so many details that would have to be fine tuned. It's just, mm. yeah, it's. I'm glad I'm not in government. That's what yeah. I'm going to say. I'm glad I can just yeah. report on it and I don't have to make it'll be, a decision. It'll be interesting to see now that something, a topic like such a controversial topic like this has been discussed, what else will come up in the public meetings next? Absolutely. And I think it's definitely opened it up as a platform to discuss topics that maybe a lot of people would steer clear yeah. of. And they were saying that it was like the most attended public meeting they could remember in recent mm-hmm. history as well. And um, I'm just going to read out a little bit of this because we it's, it's on Falklands in Focus this week which obviously you can subscribe to on our website. Um, But it was a a chap called um, Peter on uh, Twitter, and he he started just a three-tweet thread 
about the public meeting. And he said he'd only been here a few weeks uh, and he was looking for a way to um, explain to people back at home what, what he felt about the Falkland Islands and, and how, how the community was. And, and he, he said in, his, in this thread that the public meeting was the perfect way to describe it, calling it an honest, open and kind-hearted debate. Um, he was saying it takes so much courage for people, uh, for a community to tackle, tackle such sensitive subjects. Uh, he said it takes even more courage to be um, good friends and good neighbours after the dust has settled. Uh, gave credit to all parties who spoke about it. And uh, they will note at the end of this is how you do uh, community politics with no preconceptions, nothing dictated from the top, just asking the people what they think. And that just goes back to what you, so you were saying. And hopefully we'll see more public debates. I think also it, it almost breaks the, the whole stigma of old small community, backwards thinking, mm. blah, blah, blah. That It proves actually... Yeah. We are forward-thinking, and society's yeah. changing, and these are the perfect platforms for people yeah. to discuss these issues. But, I mean, this just goes back to the conversation we were having a couple of weeks ago about um, about civil partnerships here in the Falklands between heterosexual couples and, um, and non-heterosexual couples. Mm-hmm. And, uh, as we said, we're talking to a member of um, the Attorney General's office and just talking about how the Falklands, in terms of equality, is actually, in some respects, light years ahead of the UK. And I think this is just... Another thing following on from Guernsey's public debate over assisted dying in other Falklands soon. It's exactly as you say, it's a very forward-thinking small community. Mm. It'll be interesting to see what comes up next, actually, in the next public meeting. I, I hope that it's started to get the ball rolling and people thinking about other issues that maybe need mm. to be discussed that they haven't faced yet. So. I, do you find it hard discussing public... Uh, not public, sorry, but do you find it hard discussing uh, sensitive subjects on the news? Because you have to be so impartial, you have to be straight down the middle, even if, as we, as we saw at the public meeting, 80% of people said that they were personally, in favour. You've, you've got to be unbiased. It depends. News. Sometimes I think it's quite difficult to discuss um, within a small community because you don't want to get it wrong and you don't want to get the facts wrong. However, I do think I enjoy kind of reporting on sensitive things because I think people need to hear it and it's something that people need to hear about and it's important and it's in the public interest so I wouldn't I wouldn't say it's just hard for me because I'm quite an opinionated person to sit there and be impartial Mm. um, without kind of saying my opinion but obviously my opinion isn't the opinion of the television station and I'm representing the television station so I can't always have my personal opinion put forward Um, however I think it's sensitive subjects have to be reported on. Absolutely. They have to be. Otherwise, otherwise you're not reporting. It's not news. It's, it's something that's happened. It's an event that's happened, and it needs to, it needs to be reported on. Well, there was, there's another sensitive subject that's come up this week that we chose we chose to not really look into, didn't we? And we were going to mm. see if a bit more came out on it. Um, that was with a was it a teacher suspended at the secondary school. Mm-hmm. Um, so not unsure as to the causes yet, don't have a confirmed name of who it was or anything of the sorts, but it was a piece of information that was given to us at the start of the week. And I think we all made, all of us, like you, Katie and myself, made the decision at the start of the week that it wasn't something we were going to push until there was an official statement, official statement yeah. on it. But that then goes back to what you were just saying just before saying it's a sensitive subject it is in the public interest it's not just interest in the public it's in the public interest if it's a, a teacher at the high school <coughs> and you were just saying these are sensitive subjects that need to be reported on yet this week we chose but not I think to. I think there's 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 working on stories from fact and there's working on stories from rumors and here because it's a small community a lot of what we hear is 
from rumours or, oh, so-and-so said this, a bit of gossip here and there. And it's knowing when the gossip, is, how true the gossip is yeah. and how valid it is. And, it's sort of and maybe it would have been worth us sniffing it out a bit more, uh, maybe phoning up the school. But then also you've got to, you've got to understand we have to maintain good relationships with people like the school and the head teacher and the police and government and stuff like that because we want, we want to get stories from them. Yeah, so we don't want to jeopardise our relationship yeah. with them, do you know? So um, it's, what, what do you think? What would you have done? What? what? In what? hindsight, if you had hindsight. In, in hindsight, I think I would have asked a bit more about it. Um, uh, to be honest, there was, there was so much that was going on this week and we are a, a weekly television programme which in some respects is great. Uh, you take it back 12 months ago when I was working here during the winter, there were basically there was very little going on and uh, Michelle, Chris and I were scraping the floor mm. for stories and I still sort of have this attitude at the moment and um, Paula has a real knack for for prioritising stories during the week and knowing how long they need to be. A knack that I haven't quite developed mm. just yet but it's great experience nonetheless. Um, but, also, but there's but so much so much going on that I just thought this topic right here, right now, I'm not going to look into it too much because as you say it's rumour rather than fact uh, but in hindsight I think I would have asked a couple a couple of questions I just didn't think that we'd have the time to have it included in the news this week mm-hmm. that was one of my main decisions in not going for it well also we're a four man team who's half the week been whistled down to two Very so we've, we've, we've had a lot on A and B I think maybe next week now is the time to go forward with it I, th- I think so too. I think so too. If you look at it, the, the information is broken to bone. And we go back to what you were saying about talking, not annoying people such as like government bodies or organisations mm. because we do rely on them as sources for a lot of mm. news. But the difficulty down here is what you were saying about rumours. Uh, just because you have three different people who have told you the same piece of information doesn't mean that those three different people didn't hear it from the same person mm-hmm. beforehand. So really you're hearing the story from three separate areas but it all comes from one area, so you only really have one source. And I don't know about you, I was always told to have at least three independent sources to give me a piece yeah. of information before I can run a story on it. Yeah. Um, well, it's, it's, it's fact-checking, isn't it? And yeah. it's making sure you don't want to... The last thing you want to do is report on something wrong. Yeah. And it's so and hard in a small so. community to be able to fact-check properly. Mm-hmm. And also, if you do report incorrectly, everyone picks up on it like that. Yeah. So, you know, because yeah. it is a small community and yeah. you, don't, you, get, you want to you yeah. keep everyone happy. You'll get no praise for doing it yeah. right, but you will get a lot of stick for doing yeah. it wrong. You but will. that's the thing. That's why I think reporting in a small community is different to reporting on a national, national Do you know, on a national scale, it doesn't really matter. Well, it does matter, but it's, it doesn't matter so much about... I mean, you, th- you, you think about whereas, tabloids in the UK and how many of them lead with headlines that are just... I want to use the word preposterous. Slanderous, absolutely. And the amount of trouble they get in for it. And it's just... But they've got the money to do that. they've got the money. They've got the money. They've got the money to back it up. Yeah. But anyway. Anyway, we'll move away from sensitive (laughs) subjects because obviously we feel very strongly about it. It's just turning... I feel like with two of us, the dynamic's really weird. It's just me and you debating about things. (laughs) Um, But we look forward to next week. Um, It's actually looking quite calm. (laughs) Which is daunting, <laughs> because I think we said this last Friday, and then the week ended up being jam-packed. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we got a couple of awards going on at the weekend. I'll be attending the, uh, the awards for the uh, ice hockey team, um, well, the inline hockey team. Um, they're going away. I'm following them to Chile in August. Yeah. That'll be exciting. That. Are you yeah, excited for that? really excited. Really, really excited. Yeah. I'm already starting to plan like how I want it, because I want to do it as 
as a separate thing. So it's going to be a 20, 25 minute video of their, of their tournament and all this. So I'm sort of planning out the idea of it. Um, but I thought the start of it being the awards from the last few years, because they've been so busy, they didn't do any awards last year or the year before. Um, so they're doing all of them in one year. So I think that'd be really cool. There's uh, the Extreme Sports Club. They've got an awards thing on Friday, on Saturday as well. So that's great. Well planned, both of them at the same time. So mm-hmm. I think you might be dragged along to the Extreme Sports one. Yeah. <laughs> Hooray! <laughs> um, there's an open date at the Lighthouse Seafarers yeah. Mission, which is um, an organised charitable organisation, which is down by the port facility for any um, seafarers as it's so 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 named um, and there's a the museum auction on the friday which should be quite interesting yes indeed. i'm gonna try and bid for i've seen a well, nicer wait, wait, are you gonna you're gonna reveal or you're gonna tell them to go and watch watch oh, it I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> no, go no, on reveal yeah, go reveal. on I'm, I'm, wait, wait. I'm, I'm tempted to bid for a nice two-piece little cutlery and uh dining set that i've seen that used to be up in the office as mess and it's gold Gold ringed. Oh, I don't know. Are. It looks all very fancy. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> I do like the look of that. So that's what I'm. Thinking. You can I'm add that to on. your essential pile of things with your telescope. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but if you want to find out more about the auction or anything else we've been talking about, please do subscribe to um, Falklands and Focus at fitv.co.fk. Um, you can watch anywhere around the world. And if you're in the Falklands or if you're in a place like the Falklands where your megabytes are limited due to the uh, internet connection then they're about 200 to 300 megabytes in size so they're not well not that well, big really and not uh, gonna put too much of a dent in, in your, your megabyte, megabyte allowance. allowance and if you want to get that in joke subscribe and watch this week's show <laughs> um so yeah thank you very much for listening i think uh, hannah's absolutely nailing it at the moment with getting these podcasts onto soundcloud so hopefully we should be uh, global well, on hopefully iTunes. Hopefully by next week, yeah. yeah hopefully, hopefully next week we'll be global on iTunes for Podcast 12. Whee! <laughs> okay, thank, thank you very you much. Thank you very much. See you later. Bye.